Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 24 of ImprintCast, the podcast dedicated to the Australian boutique label Imprint Films. My name is Tony Meters, and joining me as always is my partner in crime and colleague, John Matthews. John, how are you doing? Uh, good, doing well, Tony. I look forward to being back and having a, a regular back as well, who uh, we will be speaking with, who we missed. <laughs> we have missed him, and... Let's just say, I've got to say this. Well, it's been quite a long time and we actually actually we actually did miss him. And our third colleague is, our second colleague, sorry, is back. He has been quite busy, I believe, moving house. And also, most importantly, he made a, he made a short film, which is also, mm. which, which he is nominated for Best Director Best screenplay and best picture, I believe, in one in the Spanish Film Festival. I'll get him to speak to him about very very soon. And our second colleague, Ryan Kendall, thank God you're back. <laughs> you're cute. Oh, you're all cute. Thank you. Um, it was best uh, actress as well. Oh, best actress, awesome. Yes. Wow. Um, it was it was weird. I don't know. I was putting it into the festival, and then like it had like. When I put it in, it had like these drop down boxes. Like, would you also like to just um, uh, nominate these people and like nominate people in these categories? And I'm like, yeah, screw it, why not? So I did in five categories from memory, and I got back best director, best screenplay, and best actress. That's amazing! Congratulations, Ross. Well, thank you. Well, yes, well, I know. So, so before we get into this, before we get into Hardbox July, do you want to tell us a little bit about your little short film? Short mm. film. Um, so it's my homage to Japanese horror cinema. It, it's kind of funny being a white dude in Australia going, I want to make a Japanese film. So, of course, a few heads were turned and all that, but um, got the right people to help me make it, and I got my cultural advisor. He helped me with all the Japanese lingo and even, like, the um, their actresses as well. And even because I got two kids and a... Um, older lady so the kids mothers were like all enthusiastic and happy about it and they'd like help me with like lingo and all that because you'd probably know john too that like some words can be like mm. there's you know there's the same word it's almost it's almost like the english there there and there it's like the same kind of word but like yes. in, in a different like circumstance it can mean a whole different thing so it's just like, yeah, I was talking to my cultural advisor and it's just like, so if she's going to say it like this, she'd say this line here. So that was fun and interesting. But um, yeah, it's typical kind of like, it's got more and more of like a 2000 um ghost story feel to it than anything. I would love to do like the 60s ghost story, but I need a bigger budget for that. <laughs> but yeah, that, would, that would be good. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Hundred percent. It looks look, look spot on, Kendall. What I saw, the, the just what I've seen so far, looks like dead set on to the the time period and the, and the culture. It looks like it was made in Japan, which is crazy. Ah, uh, yeah, we had like a good um. There's like a it's sort of shown in flashbacks in real time, and the flashbacks are at like this river. And when I went when I scouted there, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this is cool, easy done. And then when we went back there. It was autumn. It was around this time, really, actually. 
yeah. that um the river there had a Japanese maple tree and I did had no idea. And so we kind of just used that. We just had like our um gaffer who does the lighting he's like climbing up on the tree and just like shaking the leaves off so there's like a shot of just like fl- falling leaves from a like japanese maple tree i'm like fuck perfect <laughs> couldn't plan it better hold on well that's great ryan well congratulations on the success and what's the film called again uh it's called akiko yore so yore is um japanese for like um ghost or spirit and Akiko's um, just a kid's name means autumn child, I think. So it kind of fits really well. I'm getting the thumbs of approval here, Kendall. You said it spot on. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Ah, <laughs> very good, Kendall. Thank you. I do have my uh, Japanese for young people uh, student book, volume one, with me. So <laughs> <laughs> they great those books. I got one, a Genki sort of learning book great yeah i haven't gone through mine but um i'll get through it but yes no it's been fun it's been good amazing thank you that is great well done ryan and so we'll be playing uh like locally as well we'll see how you go probably i'm like i can throw it into like festivals around australia it's around the world at the moment i just like there's a website called film freeway where you just like put your it's like every festival pretty much in the world has yep. its like thing there and you just like submit it to that festival. Cool. So um yeah, you can go by um countries as well. So I'm like trying to go into like the Japanese area as well and they have like I'll I'll try and shorten this so we can get to the boxes because I'm sure everyone wants to hear about the box sets. That's okay. <laughs> it's just like there's a certain period in time when like the submissions are like cheaper than later on so like the early bird submissions is like 20 bucks but then as you get closer to the uh, festival date it gets up to like 40 or 50 bucks mm-hmm. so when i finished the film all the festivals were just like at the expensive rate so i was like i'll just do the cheap ones first and then we'll get to the other ones when it's you know early bird session <laughs> cool so that's that. but yes thank you thank you it's been a tough road being a creative, <laughs> spending money. <laughs> well, at least you, you know, you're doing something more artistic, which is great. Mm, yeah. It is amazing. It's very, very well done, Ryan. Congratulations once again. Thank you, my loves. Thank you. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing probably one of the biggest months of 2023, as Imprint proudly called it, Hardbox July. This has a release of three box sets with a total of 15 films. And the first box set has been announced last July. and uh, But now it's official. And who else? And why not get Ryan to start off with um, the first box set? Oh, snap. All right. It's a big one. Give me half an hour, boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First box set. Oof. Imprint number 164 to 169, uh, directed by Walter Hill. Six films uh, spanning from 75 to 2006. Um, I think he just released a film too. He did, yeah. Yeah, with Christopher Waltz. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Going, yeah. Still going, my boy. 
Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, Walter Hill has been directing films for almost 50 years and has established himself a reputation of delivering thrilling, gritty, and highly stylized films. This special edition set collects five films and one landmark miniseries from one of the most important and influential filmmakers of modern cinema. Uh, we got Hard Times from 75, The Driver from 78, Long Riders from 1980, Extreme Prejudice from 87, Johnny Handsome from 89, and Broken Trail from 2006. Uh, featuring performances from some of Hollywood's greatest actors, including Charles Bronson, James Coburn, Bruce Dern, Mickey Rourke, Forrest Whitaker, Morgan Freeman, and Robert Duvall. Limited edition 8-disc hard box, 1,500 copies only. Uh, uno numero one, Hard Times from 75, number 164. In the middle of the Great Depression, Cheney, played by Charles Bronson, is just looking to catch a break. When he meets Speed, played by James Coburn, a promoter of bare-knuckle street fighting, Cheney thinks with his fighting skill and speed savvy, he might have a chance. But Speed has his own problems, and what seemed like a sure thing is not as simple. This gritty, compelling drama is the directional debut of Walter Hill, starring Charles Bronson, James Coburn, Jill Ireland, and Strother Martin. Uh, special features and tech specs. We got a 1080p high-def presentation on Blu-ray from, his, from our restored 4K master. Uh, special features to be announced. Uh, original aspect ratio of 235 to 1. Audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround with LPCM 2.0. And English optional English subtitles. And next up we have The Driver from 78. Blu-ray and a 4K disc, people. Uh, Ryan O'Neill plays The Driver, an ice cool getaway wheelman for hire. Bruce Dern is the detective who becomes obsessed with catching him. The more O'Neill leaves tantalizing clues at the crime scenes, the more Dern becomes a man possessed with catching his prey. This cult neo-thriller, neo-noir thriller is presented on both 4K UHD and I just lost my screen. There we go. Uh, 4K UHD and Blu-ray starring Ryan O'Neill, Bruce Dern, Isabel Agini, Joseph Walsh and Rooney Blakely. Uh, special features for the 4K disc. We have a new 4K restoration by Studio Canal, uh, Walter Hill Masterclass Featurette, Interview with Walter Hill, Alternate Opening, uh, Original English Trailer, Original German Trailer, and 13 Original Teasers. 13, damn. Uh, on the Blu-ray disc, we have a 1080p high-def presentation on Blu-ray uh, from a restored 4K master, new audio commentary by film historian and critic Matthew Asprey Gear from 2022. New Cut to the Chase interview with actor Bruce Dern on The Driver 2022. Uh, new Teeth Bard, sorry, uh, interview with actor Ruby Ramos on The Driver from 2022. New Simplicity in Motion editing The Driver interview with editor Robert K. Lambert from 2022. Aspect ratio 185 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 mono and optional English HOH subbies. Our third film on our list, The Long Riders from 81. The Long Riders is Hill's version of the story of the James Younger gang, held as heroes by many and much celebrated for its attacks upon the railroad. 
The gang became the most famous band of outlaws in the country. They were eventually brought to ruin by the Pinkerton Detective Agency, losing many of their many of their number in the ill-fated Northfield, Minnesota bank raid. Four sets of real-life brothers, the Carradines, the Keach, the Quades, and the Guests, star in this classic western, starring Keith Carradine, James Remar, Dennis Quaig, Stacey Keach, Robert Carradine, Carradine and David Carradine. This is a special edition two-disc set. Uh, disc one, special features and tech specs, uh, 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a restored 4K master. Audio commentary by film historian Howard S. Berger, Steve Mitchell, and Nathaniel Thompson. New audio commentary by film historian Toby Roan. Aspect ratio 185 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 mono. Optional English HOH subbies. Uh, disc 2, we have an interview with actors Keith Carradine and Robert Carradine. Uh, interview with actors Stacey Keach and James Keach. Interview with actor Randy Quaid. Interview with actor Nicholas Guest. Interview with director Walter Hill. Interview with composer Rai Kuda. Interview with producer Tim Zinnemann. Outlaw Brothers, The Making of the Lone Riders, Long Riders documentary. The Northfield, Minnesota Raid, Anatomy of a Scene featurette. Slow Motion, Walter Hill on Sam Peckinpah featurette. And a theatrical trailer. Well, next up, we have Extreme Prejudice. Uh, Extreme Prejudice stars Nick Nolte as a tough, no-nonsense Texas Ranger Jack Benton. Benteen, whose childhood friend Cash, played by Powers Booth, is now a ruthless drugs baron on the other side of the border. Jack finds himself recruited by the CIA to eliminate Cash, who allegedly has secret government documents. Starring Nick Nolte, Powers Booth, Rip Torn, Maria Conchita, Alonzo, and Michael Ironside. Special features and tech specs, uh, 1080p high-def presentation on Blu-ray from a restored 4K master, new audio commentary by film critic slash author Walter Chow, new audio commentary by film historians Daniel Kramer and Nat Siegeloff, uh, audio commentary by film historians C. Courtney Joyner and Henry Park, new uh, interview with director Walter Hill from 2010, isolated score selections and audio Interview with music historian John Takis. The Major's Agenda. Interview with actor Michael Ironside. The War Within. Interview with actor Clancy Brown. Capturing the Chaos. Interview with director of photography Matthew F. Leonetti. Uh, Theatrical trailer. Vintage electronic press kit. Photo gallery. Original aspect ratio 185 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 stereo. And optional English... H, hard of hearing, subbies, and the, no, second last one, sorry, Whew. Uh, severely deformed, uh, Johnny Handsome, yes, number 168, uh, severely deformed petty criminal Johnny Handsome, played by Mickey Rourke, is double-crossed in a robbery and left to take the rap on his own. He is stabbed in jail and sent to hospital, where a prison doctor decides that plastic surgery and a fresh start will lead Johnny on the path to reform. However, when the handsome new Johnny emerges from prison, his potential fresh start in life is hampered by his desire to get even with the man who put him away. Starring Mickey Rourke, Ellen Barkin, Morgan Freeman and Forrest Whitaker. 
special features and tech specs. We got a 1080p high def presentation on Blu-ray from restored 4K Master. New audio commentary by film critic and author Walter Chow from 2022. New audio commentary by film critics Daniel Kramer and Scout Tafoya. 2022 new interview with actor peter jason codes to live by walter hill on johnny hansen featurette wordsmith interview with writer ken friedman from 2010 eye of the beholder interview with makeup artist michael westmore from 2010 action man interview with stuntman alan graff from 2010 a theatrical trailer Original aspect ratio, 185 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 stereo. Optional English hard of hearing subtitles. Now, last up. Let's do this. 2006 Broken Trail. Set in 1897, Print Ritter, played by Robert Duval, and his estranged nephew, Tom Hart, played by Hayden Church, become the... Reluctant guardians of five abused and abandoned Chinese girls. Ritter and Hart's attempts to care for the girls are complicated by their responsibility to deliver a herd of horses while avoiding a group of bitter rivals. Intent on kidnapping the girls for their own purposes, classic Western action takes center stage in this dramatic miniseries. This critically acclaimed miniseries is a winner of four Emmy Awards, starring Robert Duvall, Thomas Hayden Church, and Greta Sketchy, sketchy. Uh, special features and tech specs. We got a 1080p high def presentation on Blu-ray from a restored 4K master. Broken Trail: The Making of a Legendary Western featurette. The aspect ratio 1.78 to 1. Audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0 stereo, and optional English subtitles. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. There you go, people. Six uh, Walter Hill classics. I've only seen Hard Times in the Driver. So I'm uh, pretty excited for the rest of them. Totally getting this box set. Yeah. I think a lot of people are getting this box set. Oh, by the way, Ryan, you can relax now for a bit. (laughs) Um, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I can cough now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this set's incredible. But, yeah, as people know, it's been announced last July, and, of course, it's been delayed for so long. But now we know. The, probably the it's not official. that It's not the official notice, but no doubt. It's the four, because it includes the 4K release of the driver. That's probably one of the main reasons why it was delayed for so long. But it looks like they've added extras, of more extras, of course. And now that it's officially coming out, on July 26th, this is going to sell out so fast. Um, out of all those films, I have only seen, believe it or not, Extreme Prejudice and Hard Times. But I'm really looking forward to seeing The Driver in 4K. That one I can't wait for. Uh, John, how about you? Have you seen, what do you think of this um, updated, detailed box set? Yeah, uh, they they went the extra mile, and uh, <clears throat> you're right, Tony. It, it obviously got announced a year ago, but then it obviously went a little bit quiet, and uh, people were not sure what was going on. And I think that there was a local 4K of the driver at one stage, and people were getting a little confused. But I'm glad Imprint were able to work it out and get that 4K in this box set, so it is worth the wait. Definitely, no, is this- 
yes, complete. Sorry, John. No, the um the, the local edition is only on Blu-ray, not no 4K. Oh, Blu-ray. There was no 4K. Okay, my mistake. So uh so yeah, that, that's right. There was a local Blu-ray, and it caused a bit of confusion because this was announced in this this box set. So so yeah, I'm I'm glad we've waited, and you know, Imprint were able to secure the 4K. So that's that's incredible. So it's the ultimate box set. Um, I've seen. Uh, the only film I haven't seen here is uh, The Long Riders, but I've seen everything else, including Broken Trail, which was like sort of a TV movie. I remember seeing that years ago on TV. So, um, yeah, all these films are great. Like, don't get me wrong. So, uh, yeah, they're all they're all brilliant in their own right, especially The Driver, which has influenced so many uh, noir films. Even the film Drive, which, you know, from 2012 was very much influenced by The Driver. So, yeah, this is a, a great box set. It certainly is a great box set, and I'm I guarantee I have a feeling this is going to go so fast. It's not not funny. Nah, it's going to go it, 100%. It will. There's a lot of eyes watching this, especially around the world. There's a lot of international fans eyeing this set down because Walter Hill is just such a you know well-known director around the world. So uh, no doubt, this yeah, this is going to be snatched up very quickly, without a doubt. If people want to listen, I think we did a pretty in-depth coverage of this on a previous episode, didn't we? I believe we did Hill? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah, so if you go back and listen, we, we did a pretty extensive deep dive, so people want to yes, give that we a did. go. And we, all, we also had some guests. We had Marcy and um, Bede from the Super Network, so they joined us, and we, we discussed a great deal with this box set. But yeah, we covered each film individually, so instead of repeating ourselves – Go back and have a listen. That's a really great episode. And, um, yeah, it's about a year ago. You'll be able to find it. Absolutely. All right. Now it's my turn for a long read. Um, imprint release number 231 to 235. Box set number two, directed by Sidney J. Fury. Influential auteur Sidney J. Fury is best known for his strong visual style and clever use of cinematography. A BAFTA Award winner for Best Director and a Palme d'Or nominee, Fury's remarkable career spans more than five decades, countless genres, and has seen him helm over 40 feature films. These five classic films are accompanied by brand new audio commentaries featuring Sidney J. Fury himself, as well as featurettes, interviews, video essays, and a collectible booklet exploring Fury's legacy. The films included are The Lawyer from 1970, which has its, which is its worldwide first on Blu-ray, Little Faust and Big Halsey from 1970, Hit from 1973, Sheila Levine is Dead and Living in New York from 1975, which is also a worldwide first on Blu-ray, and The Boys and Company C from 1978. Limited edition five-disc hard, five hard box with collectible booklet 1,500 copies only. Starting off with number 231, The Lawyer from 1970. Tony Petroselli, a young defence lawyer practising in the rich cattle town of Baker, becomes embroiled in a high-profile murder case where a prosperous physician is charged with killing his socialite wife. Worldwide first on Blu-ray. Starring Barry Newman from Banishing Point and Fear is the Key, who later reprised his role in the TV series Petroselli. Also starring Diana Muldor, Robert Colbert from The Time Tunnel, and Kathleen Crowley in her final on-screen appearance. 
Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a new 4K scan, a new audio commentary by film historian and filmmaker Daniel Kramer and director Sidney J. Fury. New Newman's Law, interview with actor Barry Newman. New interview with Diana Muldor. New clear lines of sight, Sidney J. Fury at Paramount Video Essay. A new Joe Dante's appreciation of Sidney J. Fury. New, a reunion movie, Finding Hannah, starring Barry Newman and Diana Muldor trailer. Original theatrical trailer, aspect ratio of 185 to 1, audio English LPCM 2.0, and optional English subtitles. Next up, number 232, Little Faust and Big Halsey from 1970. A story of two motorcycle racers, the inept, unsuspecting Little Faust and the opportunistic, womanizing Halsey Knox, featuring an incredible soundtrack with songs from Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan and Carl Perkins, whose title song was nominated for a Golden Globe. Starring Academy Award winner Robert Redford from Butch Casting the Sundance Kid and All the President's Men, and Academy Award nominee Michael J. Pollard from Bonnie and Clyde, alongside Lauren Hutton from The Gambler. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2K scan, new audio commentary by film historian and filmmaker Daniel Kramer and director Sidney J. Fury, a new audio interview with Gray Fredrickson, part one, new Godfathers and Grand Marshals, an open conversation with Albert S. Ruddy, new Panning the Furious Scans, a visual archaeology of the man who wouldn't be cropped. Trailers from Hell with Larry Karajewski, Directors Guild of Canada Lifetime Achievement Award speech, original theatrical trailer, aspect ratio of 235 to 1, audio English LPCM 2.0, optional English subtitles. And up next, imprint number 233, hit from 1973. US agent Nick Allen, played by Billy Dee Williams, has his own idea about how to fight a war on drugs, go to the source, and cut the big-time traffickers down. Embittered over the drug-related death of his teenage daughter, Nick sets out to do just that. This brutal action-packed epic stars Billy Dee Williams from Star Wars and Richard Pryor from Superman 3. Gene Siskel calls this solid entertainment should be a box office smash. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2K scan, a new audio commentary by film historian and filmmaker Daniel Kramer and director Sidney J. Fury, a new audio interview with Billy D. Williams, a new audio interview with Gray Fredrickson Part 2, a new video interview with Paul Hampton, a new video essay by David Cairns, a new Flash and the Fury, The Space Between Us video essay, original radio ad, original theatrical trailer, aspect ratio of 235 to 1, audio English LPCM 2.0 mono, and optional English subtitles. Up next, number 234, Sheila Levine is dead and living in New York from 1975. 
A sheltered young woman tries to make it in New York City and finds herself falling for a man who's not interested in a relationship. Worldwide first on Blu-ray. A pithy black comedy based on the best-selling novel by Gail Parent, starring Academy Award nominees Roy Scheider from Jaws and The French Connection and Jeannie Berlin from The Heartbreak Kid and The Fablements. Leonard Moulton calls Jeannie Berlin a triumph. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2021 4K scan, new audio commentary by film historian and filmmaker Daniel Kramer and director Sidney J. Fury, a new audio commentary by film historian Sam Deegan, new The Film That Died and Lived, interview with cinematographer Donald Morgan, New Sydney J. Fury is Alive and Dreaming of New York video essay. A new Why Can't I Be Called Dor- Why Can't I Be Doris Day? Sheila Vine from Page to Screen. A new video essay by David Cairns. Original theatrical trailer. Aspect ratio of 235 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0. Optional English subtitles. And last up. The Boys and Company C from 1978, in pre-collection number 235. The Boys and Company C <clears throat> follow the lives of five naive young Marine inductees from their training in boot camp through a tour in Vietnam that quickly devolves into a hellish nightmare. Disheartened by futile combat and constantly endangered by the incompetence of their own company commander, the young men find a possible way out of the war. This Golden Globe-nominated Vietnam War film came before Platoon and Full Metal Jacket and filmed in the Philippines. Starring Stan Shaw from The Monster Squad, Craig Wasson from Body Double, James Canning from The Fog, and Andrew Stevens from Death Hunt, who was nominated for a Golden Globe for his performance in this film. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2K scan, New audio commentary with Rick Natkin and Andre Morgan. An audio commentary with Andrew Stevens, archival. New scene finder general, Sidney J. Fury remembers Company C. A new video interview with actor Michael Lembeck. A new video interview with actor Stan Shaw. A new interview with James Whitmore Jr. New full metal fury. Kubrick and Company C, video essay by Daniel Kramer. Teaser of Fire Up the Carousel, documentary on Fury. Original theatrical trailer, aspect ratio of 235 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 mono and optional English hard of hearing subtitles. Quite an impressive set. And I gotta say, I have not seen any one of these films. Sydney J. Fury has is a really has made some good movies, like, but there's two that I remember very fondly. One, of course, being um, from 1972, Lady Sings the Blues, mm. with Diana Ross and um, Billy D. Williams, who's also in Hit. And of course, everybody, I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know why they keep on mentioning it, but yeah, yes, he directed Superman for The Quest for Peace. <laughs> oh um, my. Yes, I know. Every, what everyone thinks of this movie, it's everyone, everyone has their own judgments of it. But yes, 
Daniel Kramer, who is a, who is a regular on our Facebook groups, has produced this entire box set, and I gotta tell you, I would love to have him on the show once this episode, once this box is released. It will it'll be great yeah. to talk to him. Um, Ryan, what do you think of um, what do you think of um, the Fury box? Yeah, like I didn't really know the director um, when it was announced. I was like, oh yeah, my eyes were just on fucking like Walter Hill to be honest. And then like I saw Gene Hackman, I was like, ooh. <laughs> so like Sydney was just like, oh yeah. Um, but like looking at it now, even more, it's just like all these films are like made in the seventies, and I love my seventies films. So I'm like, ah. And I have heard of um, Boys in Company C and um, uh, thing out in New York, Sheila Devine, Sheila Levine. Um, I have heard of those two films, haven't seen them, but um, yeah, I'm a hoe for the seventies. And um, looking at the guy's work now, I'm just like, oh yeah, I've seen, I know that film. He did the Entity. Oh yeah, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. He did heaps of sick stuff. <laughs> He did a lot of great films, absolutely. Yes, um, I'll probably probably uh, grab it at some point. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on the Fury Box? Yeah, same as you guys. I haven't seen any of these films, and they seem right up my alley because, like, same with you, Kendall. I love my sort of seventies, you know, American type cinema, and uh, it seems like it mixes genres from like action to drama to comedy and. Very extensive, but yeah, like this this guy, like I just feel like he's never had a spotlight shined on him and his work. Um, but you, you look at his filmography, and you're right, he, he's directed so many films, uh, all the way from the '60s. Like you know, um, uh, one, one of his films I realized I saw was Doctor Blood's Coffin, which is a '61 horror film. And um, yeah, and he's done action films, big budget films. Um, you're right, Kendall, The Entity, a very disturbing horror film he directed. That was him as well. Um, another one I also saw was Taking of um, Beverly Hills, which is a really fun late 80s action film. But yeah, he's just he's just really unsung, and uh, like I said, I, I'm going in this blind, so very excited to to get an extensive you know understanding of of this director, of this and cinematographer as well, because um, based on 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 his past. So yeah, there's a ton of extras in here to to get us into it. And like you said, Tony, the the producer of this set, it would be great to get him on to get a bit of context a bit further about, um, you know, why there was a, a spotlight shined on Sidney J. Fury. But, yeah, he, I think he is, by the looks of it, a very unsung director. Based mm, on yeah, the- for sure we should get him on. He also did the Ipcris file, which is on the Harry Palmer set. Yes, he did. There you go. The original Appaloosa as well. And the jazz singer. Oh, for you Neil Diamond fans out there. <sighs> Did he do the Neil? Did he do the Neil Diamond one? He did. Jazz singer boy, yeah, and he oh. did like all the Iron Eagle films. Oh, Iron Eagle, yeah. But the jazz singer was interesting. I think there was a bit of like a few directors took a hand in that. But yeah, he uh, he was the director on that. Yeah, mm. definitely. But Iron Eagle, that's the other big one too. But yeah, he's, so I mean, basically, like looking at this box set, I'm guessing these are more sort of personal films by the looks of them. They seem like mm. smaller. So, yeah, obviously the 70s was obviously, yeah, a great time for cinema. So, yeah, this is probably his best work from what it's described in the set. It's been hand-selected. And he does the audio commentary with Daniel Kramer on four of the five films in this. So it's going to be – that will be great to listen to. The ones I'm, the one I'm looking forward to watching is Hit. That one looks mm. quite good. Yeah, and Boys, Boys and Company 
DC sounds fascinating if it's sort of a pre-platoon, I mean, in terms of the, the subject matter, because uh, mm. I love my Nam war films. And, and before, you know, Full Metal Jacket. So, yeah, that's that sounds fascinating. Um, John, would you like to discuss the final box set from Hardbox July? Yes. So the third box set is Film Focus, Gene Hackman. All right, so there's four films in the set with a with a <clears throat> excuse me with a diverse filmography spanning six decades. Gene Hackman established himself as one of the finest actors of his generation. The winner of two Academy Awards, four Golden Globes, one SAG, and two BAFTAs, this collection brings together four of Hackman's masterful performances from the 70s, alongside brand new special features exploring his work. Included in the set, you are getting I Never Sung for My Father, 1970. That's a worldwide first on Blu-ray. Bite the Bullet, 1975. The Domino Principle, 1977. And March or Die, 1977. Limited hardbox to 1,500 copies. So the first film is I Never Sang for My Father, 1970, imprint 236. So Gene Garrison, a 40-year-old New York college professor, is forced uh, to put his plans to marry and move away from his aging parents on hold when his mother dies. So worldwide first on Blu-ray, Gene Hackman was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance in this film, as was two-time Oscar winner uh, Mevelyn Douglas from being there. Robert Anderson won Writers Guild of America Award for this adaptation of his 1968 Broadway play. And there's a quote here from Ebert saying, one of the most unforgettably human films I can remember. Special Features is a brand new 1080p presentation from a, a 2K scan. Uh, more Special Features to be confirmed. Aspect Ratio 1.85. Audio English LPC 2.0 Mono or optional English subtitles. Uh, the next one is By the Bullet from 1975. This is Spine 237. A former rough rider must match his wits and wiles against a beautiful but tough woman, a drifting ex-mercenary, a young reckless cowboy, and a gusty pony express rider in this turn-of-the-century tale of a grueling 700-mile race across the frozen mountain pass and sun-parched deserts of the American Wild West. Uh, the critically acclaimed Sweeping Western was nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Sound, Best Original Score, Gene Hackman stars along Academy Award winning nominee Candice uh, Bergen from Gandhi and Hollywood legend uh, James Coburn from The Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape and Charade. And another quote here from Ebert, a film that re-examines and reaffirms the Western myth, both as about history and as it uh as it has been considered in the movies, Bite the Bullet finds the traditional power of integrity of the Western intact. Uh, special features, we have a 1080p high-definition transfer from a 4K scan. More special features to be confirmed. It's early days. Isolated music and sound effects. Uh, theatrical aspect ratio 2.35. Uh, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus, two, uh, plus uh, LPCM 2.0 mono. And we also have optional English HOH subtitles. Um, the third film is The Domino Principle from 1977. An assassin is released from prison early on conditions he will make one last assassination. The target, the most powerful man in the Western world. Uh, this neo-noir thriller features an all-star cast, including Candace Bergen from Gandhi, Mickey Rourke, um, uh, sorry, uh, Mickey Rooney, sorry, 
Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, The Bridges at Tokori, and Richard Winmark from Kiss of Death. Uh, directed by Stanley Kramer on the beach and, uh, and adapted by author Adam Kennedy from his novel of the same name. Uh, so including here, we have a 1080p presentation transfer from a 2K scan, a new audio commentary by film historian Howard Berger, a uh, new video essay on Stanley Kramer, a new interview with Karen Sharp, a theatrical trailer, aspect ratio 1.78, audio English LPC-M 2.0 mono, and optional English HOH subtitles. And the last film in the set is March of Die, 1977, an ex-West Point cadet led by uh, Potpourri of Thieves, Murderers, Exiles and Aristocrats seeking adventure on semi-suicidal mission to protect the agri uh, agricultural dig in the Moroccan wilderness. Archaeological, sorry. Uh, this devastating war epic was directed by Golden Globe winner Dick Richards from Heat. Uh, and alongside Gene Hackman features some of Hollywood's greatest stars, Spaghetti Western's legends, Terrace Hill, uh, Catherine um, Denveuve, um, who was in Rome Plancy's Repulsion, and uh, Belle de Jour, uh, Max von Sidon, of course, from The Exorcist, and uh, Seven Seal, and Sir Ian Holm from Chariots of Fire, Lord of the Rings, Alien, and Brazil. Uh, so including this, we have a 1080p high division transfer from a 2K scan, new audio commentary from film historians Howard S. Berger and Steve Mitchell, uh, new video essay on director uh, Dirk Richards, uh, new interview with actor Paul Sherman, theatrical trailer aspect ratio 1.78, and audio English LPC2M, uh, LPCM 2.0 mono, and optional English H or H subtitles. So uh, wow, that's quite a set. Um, I'm a big fan of Gene Hackman. I like I've liked all the films he's been in. Um, I've only seen I've only seen one film in this, and that was March or Die because of the um, uh, I saw it many years ago on TV. So most of these are blind watches. I have heard of them, but you know it's 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 going to be a great discovery of, of Gene Hackman because he is an actor that um. Yeah, people know his, his big films, um, but obviously this is some more small, I guess, more personal films. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very keen on this. And speaking of Superman 4, uh, there's another Hackman connection. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, where he came back, uh, Mr. Hackman. But, yeah, like he's just such a great actor and so many classics. You know, French Connection, um, you know, Superman you know, there's Unforgiven. Like, he's just he's just an actor that, um, you know, one of the greats. And uh, I, I like how they they focus on some of his lesser films, I guess lesser in terms of not well-known. So this is a great, you know, great box set, just showing uh, various genres, dramas, westerns. It, it looks looks incredible. So I look forward to going through all of these with all the context and getting a an appreciation on Hackman um, himself. Um yeah, uh, Kendall, what do you think of the set? You're a fan of Hackman? Yeah, I've got a Hackman fan. I have seen The Domino Principle. Uh, it was like a, uh, what was it, like a Salvo's $2 buy. I just looked at it. I was like, Hackman, Stanley Kramer. I was like, oh, yeah, let's give it a go. Uh, it's so, pretty good. Pretty uh, decent um, thriller film with a cool kind of uh, ending twist at the end. Uh, but that's about it. Um, yeah, no, I'm interested in this one. I like Hackman. He's a very, very good actor. 
I do miss seeing him on the screen, but I'm glad he's just chilling out as an old man, just writing books and whatnot. How about you, Tony? Well, yeah. I, I love Hackman, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen none of these movies, but the one I'm really looking forward to watching is The um, Domino Principle, but I am a huge fan of Stanley Kramer, and I haven't seen this one, which is which I couldn't believe. But yeah, with, but with these ones, it is good that we're getting some of these lesser-known movies and the most popular ones of, of Hackman's filmography. Of course, um, he won the Academy Award for Unforgiven, which he, which he was so memorable in that one, as well as um, The French Connection. But he's also starred in a couple of other favourites of mine, like Scarecrow, as well as probably, mm. probably my personal favourite film, of, my, of the, one of my personal favourite films of the 70s, Coppola's The Conversation. Yes. That movie is, un- was, is unbelievable. One of the best films of the 70s, in my opinion. I know this, like, Coppola was, was at his peak in 74, making two masterpieces, Godfather Part Two and The Conversation. And, I believe and that the was between, wasn't it? Between the two Godfathers, was it? Conversation. Yeah, uh, it was The Godfather, yeah. then The Conversation, and then um, Godfather Part Two. But The Godfather... Which- but the conversation and Godfather Part Two were filmed in the same year, which is crazy. Oh, <laughs> I, I know it's crazy. It was crazy, and of course now Gene Hackman, yeah, retired in two thousand and four. It's just a shame that his last movie was Welcome to Mooseport. My goodness, and um, but now he's a <laughs> Western writer, which he writes Western books, which is great. I haven't read any. Have Have you read any of his books? No. No, he, um, I wouldn't really know no. if they've gotten like a, I'm sure they've gotten like a release down in Australia or something, but I just haven't like seen, seen them around, to be honest. No, no, have I, to be honest. It's amazing that some actors are now writing, you know, writing fiction. It's incredible. Mm. You know, right. Well, I'm glad he's still kicking. Yeah, he's still, still kicking. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh. Even his later films, like I think, you know, films like Royal Tenenbaums, like he was kind of discovered oh, by yeah. a newer generation as well, you know. But yeah, that's unfortunate, Tony. Oh God, Welcome to Mooseport. I forgot about that film. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. That's, that wasn't the same as like um Sean Connery. Really? Like one of his last films was um League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And he's that like, was, nah, fuck this, I'm out. That was he's his out. last movie, absolutely. Like um, he's the movie did so poorly. He goes, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped the mic. Yeah. Walked off. Yeah. After that, so that was yeah, during the time when like you had like those old aging like stars with like a younger star in comedy kind of action films because you had like um, Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock in Bad Company around that time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and there was, was a Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett as well in like Hollywood. It was like that around that time. It was like let's get an old guy and a young guy yeah, so put them together. That was a, that yeah. was a unique time, definitely. Yeah. Oh well, he's done his dues. He's no screw it. He's going out of the comedy. He has done he his dues. So many masterpieces. Yeah, he doesn't need to prove himself anymore. So yeah, yeah. He could have could have retired much earlier, to be honest. But you know, he kept going, and he's still he's still alive. He's ninety three. So I know. Yeah, going. there was like a photo of him released like last week or something of him just like walking. Like, yeah, frail you know, old man. Oh, very God. frail old man, but he's still. Still looking great. He's still in good shape for 93. Still, yeah, for 93, yeah, for sure. 
by the sounds of it, he's still, yeah, still all there if he's still riding. That's mm, pretty. Yeah. Still walking around outside. He should be all right, you know? <laughs> oh, and that's a film focused film, too. So it's like, uh, who else are they going to focus on next? Yes. Start of a new series. And I hope this is a, a reoccurring thing. Just spotlighting actors or directors that just have a bit of a, you know, p- pick some of the more lesser known films, definitely, mm. from filmography. Ryan? Uh, which what box set would you like to see coming out from imprint? Who's the director that we need to spotlight? What about like a Stanley Kramer? Like, is there any like film? You know, I don't think there's a really nice sort of special edition box set of Kramer stuff. So that would be that would be great. Yeah. Did that. There's a lot of Kramer like single release films. Even like if there's like a, an actor's like directional um films, you know, like a Robert Redford directed by Robert Redford kind of thing. That would be good. Like ordinary people, the horse whisperer. Yeah, Brew Baker. Brew Baker was his, I think. I think it was. I think it was. Yes, and of course, um, a river runs runs through it. Yeah, I mean, he has known a lot, but you know, kind of, it'd be interesting to see like a actor's director. Oh. Mm. Yes. I personally, I personally would love a Ferrara box set. I know I mentioned it before, pre- uh, early, yes. earlier in the show, not in this episode, but a while back. I would love a Ferrara box set, with, especially with new new scans of Ms. 45. Hopefully another good copy of Bad Lieutenant. I actually just watched that recently. Damn, I forgot how brutal that movie was. And oh, yeah, that scene was on the bridge. Mm. Two girls in the gut like, oh, you dirty boy. It was so long ago that I've seen it, I forgot how how extreme it was. And, and, and a lot of those films are out of print now, actually, some most of them, so it'd be yes. good to get them out. It would Actually, be good like, yeah, a Harvey Keitel box set would be good because he's done a lot oh, of work. Oh, that would be amazing, absolutely. It would be hidden did. gems everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, even the stuff he did in Europe as well, like later on, and uh, there's, there's, yeah, he even did a film in Greece. Like, you know, that would be amazing to get some of those films on a set as well. They did. Yeah, the last Ferrara movie I've seen, one of his newer ones, was his movie based on Pasolini that um, Willem Dafoe played. Ah, yes. That was that was quite interesting. That was actually quite a good movie. I haven't seen that. I'm gonna watch that one. Uh, John, how about you? Yeah, there's so many. Uh, uh, if it was to be actor director, I would really like to see a nice Dennis Hopper box, like someone do, uh, whether taking his acting work or his directing work. He's done. He's directed so many great films as well, and just put in a nice set with a you know bit of context because I think he's just one of the greats in terms of directors as. Mm. Actors, so uh, I'd be all up for a, a hopper box if someone was to do that one day. Which, um, I mean, there are singles scattered out there through various labels, it would be nice to have a collected sort of one, but yeah, there's there's so many great, you know, great directors and actors that you could think of, but yeah, it would be great to kick off a series. That's true. Good old Dennis Hopper, yeah, Hopper yeah. has done some great movies. Yeah, because they're, they're gradually coming out. But yeah, like you know, I, I think Catchfire is getting a Kino release and uh, oh, Hotspots yeah, release. Yeah, so they're all you know, Colors has a shout release. So it's a bit of a mishmash of releases. But it'd be nice to, yeah, one day just get like a really nice box set, like a mm. definitive. Mm. Even there's like an actor collab, like you know, the two actors, you know, like a Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill box set kind of thing. There probably is that, but you know, two actors yeah. have done a whole bunch of films together. That would be good. Probably the only thing I could think of is actor-director. Um, David Lane and Alec Guinness, they did a lot of movies together. That would have been good. Yeah, true. Yeah, what about Harry Dean Stanton box set? Yeah, I was about. I was thinking about that. Yeah, Harry Dean, like, you know, maybe just 
because he was never really a lead, but just spotlight the films that he has a big presence in. That would yeah, be amazing. exactly. Yeah, I totally get down for that. Oh, Harry yeah. Dean's a man. Yeah, hundred percent. Harry Dean would be good. Yeah, because I think um, that would be amazing. I think, yeah, I think Paris, Texas was his only like leading role. I mean, but yeah, uh, yeah, be, pretty um... much. <laughs> and that in his last film too. What was it called? Lucky. Lucky, oh, Lucky. That's the one. Yes. 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 Yeah. He just keeps popping up and everything. Like I recently got the uh, 4K of um, Cool Hand Luke. I'm like, shit. There's Harry Dean. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's in that. <laughs> Yay! Shows up everywhere. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that, like, you know, that, like, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? I'm like, it's really just, like, a two degrees of Harry Dean. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's in everything, and he has worked with everyone. So it's just, like, name two people, and Harry Dean is connected to them. Well, that's the end of Hard Box July, the announcements for the, those three box sets. But we can't forget two other titles that, that are coming out in July as well. The standard releases of Akira Kurosawa's Dozu Uzala, as well as David Lynch's The Straight Story. They're both getting a standard release editions. They've been so popular with their limited editions. And it's good that The Straight Story is finally getting a decent release, as well as Dozu Uzala. Those two releases will be released on July 19th. And the Hardbox July titles will be released on July 26th. There was a lot of demand for the straight story when it went out of print. So, because I mean, it's David Lynch. So, and especially, I was quite shocked. Dozu like went out of print so quickly. I mean, I think it went out pretty fast from memory. And, uh, and oh, it also, did. It did. Yeah, insanely quick. And so there was a lot of demand for it, especially Kurosawa fans. So, uh, this this is great that it's getting a re- you know getting a standard release. But um, I think apart from I mean apart from the the slipcover, all the contents is discontents the same. It seems like on, on yes, both. everything is exactly the same except with the slipcover. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So you're not missing out on really anything apart from the slip. But yeah, it's it's they're doing a great service by bringing those two back out. Definitely. Okay, well, this was like the end of episode number twenty-four. John, once again, as always, thank you so much. And Ryan, great to have you back again. And um, we will definitely be recording some more shows soon. We have a couple of extras extra special episodes coming up. Well, we John and I, we, we just recently done a couple of, sh- we've actually been guests on a couple of podcasts. Um, one with dear, with one of our dear friends, Ryan Verrill from The Disconnected. That was fun. Oh, yes. We did an um, episode of Chasing Labels with um, Stephen Billings and Andrew Cabral. That was another great one, but a near three-hour conversation of um, what's coming soon. That was a, that was, that was fun. It was. Yeah, both those are, are great. They're available on YouTube or podcast platforms. But uh, yeah, speaking with Ryan from Disconnect was great. And, and Ryan did ask us a lot of really great questions around imprint. I yeah. know Ryan is a huge imprint fan. Same with the Chasing Label guys. They both are. So there is a lot of imprint discussion in those episodes if you uh, want to have a listen. Yes, um, they're, they're, especially with um, Ryan's um, conversation, there is a Basically, I believe the first um, 45 minutes is basically about imprint and the imprint cast, how we, how this started and everything. All the history is there. I may give you all a little bit of a sneak peek of what's coming up. I'll give you one title only and that's it. We've got a few in the works, but I'll give you one. We will be doing a special episode of the to commemorate the 50th anniversary of The Wicker Man. 
and we are going to have an international guest, and it will be their first time on the show. But I won't reveal it until the episode's up in, up in the air. Really looking forward to that one, especially with The Wicker Man, one of the, probably one of Imprint's best releases ever. Yeah, it's a beauty, and uh, one of the great sets. So, yeah, that's the, I'm really looking forward to that discussion. There's going to be a lot of uh, great things to discuss, and we'll have a, you know, a, a few regulars and in internet mm-hmm. as well so it's yeah right it's gonna be a really good it's gonna be a really good show and um can't wait to put that up when that's up. but we will be putting more episodes soon i know we've been a little slack that's uh, my our apologies but of course we've been waiting for guests to confirm some t- some things some on some episodes to join in but they canceled the last minute but it's okay Oh, it happens. Everyone has their lives, so it's all good. Yeah, scheduling's unfortunately been a bit difficult, especially with international guests. Yeah. Uh, last minute lining up time zones, but yeah, there'll be a lot coming very soon. A lot of episodes flowing through the podcast feed. Yeah, we were going to have two international guests on this episode discussing Hardbox July, which is one of the reasons why we, it was a little delayed, but didn't happen. But we are taking care of that, and now we've done this, and um. The next episode hopefully won't be too far away. And Beautiful. Awesome. And and hopefully we've got you back, Kendall. We'll see. Yes. Yes, I'll be <laughs> back for many more. It's all good. I've got a new house now and a new place, so I'm settled. Excellent. Bought a new <laughs> shelf for movies. So. <laughs> yes, um, follow, oh, Ryan, follow, follow Ryan Kendall's um, YouTube channel if you want to see his latest monthly purchases. Feel all free. Salvo's DVD purchases, great. <laughs> Some rarities every now and then. That's it. Well, thank you very much for listening, and um, we'll hope to get a new episode up as soon as possible. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a good one. Bye. Bye bye. Yep.